0: Listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to examine the evidence, the allegations against some of the biggest pharmacy companies or mega corporations in the world and Pfizer's secret report on the COVID vaccine. One particular author, uh, an expert in the field, uh, Professor Michael Chudis. Chudisky, excuse me, I know I'm not pronouncing his name properly, but this professor uh, wrote in an article at Global Research, which was entitled, Pfizer's Secret Report on the COVID Vaccine, Beyond Manslaughter. The evidence is overwhelming. The vaccine should be immediately withdrawn worldwide. That is a very intense allegation. Now, uh, the confidential Pfizer report was made public under the FOI, or the Freedom of Information Act, in October 2021. And it had not been quoted or referred to in parliamentary and public inquiries as a means to refuting the official narrative. So in other words, this information, uh, this confidential Pfizer report, Had been made public since way back in October 2021. And yet, even though it was composed originally by Pfizer attorneys and scientists and medical researchers, it was not allowed or it was held back from being uh, used to refute the official story, if you will, the official narrative, which contends that COVID 19 vaccine. Is safe and effective. So, this big pharmaceutical company, along with others, with along with uh, many uh, agencies, global agencies, the United Nations, many health agencies, <clears throat> this information directly contradicted the the often published statement to the public, which was that the vaccine is safe and effective. End of story. And it was, of course, covered up, not considered uh, something valid to, to cover by the mainstream media. So the mainstream media hides this very, very important uh, document of information. And the mainstream media, as is often the case and seems to be the case more and more and more, decides on its own. Now, doesn't decide on the basis of scientific inquiry doesn't decide on the basis of legality, doesn't decide on the basis of anything that has to do with facts, logic, or reason. Perhaps they decided on the basis of the the massive amount of advertising dollars being poured into all these media corporations and institutions and organizations. I heard one expert, by the way, make a comment that I thought was the most insightful comment that I've ever heard regarding this whole uh, official vaccine narrative, and what he said was this that the big pharmaceutical companies don't spend uh, their money directly to suppress the facts uh, of the vaccine they, they don't spend their money to to actually promote the official narrative through the media. what they do do he said is they spend their money generally massive amounts of money are generally spent to buy television commercials radio spots ads in newspapers ads in media ads in social media ads in the internet a massive barrage of propaganda if you will is financed by the big pharmaceutical companies who are not specifically trying to to promote the official narrative. All they're doing is spending millions and millions of dollars. And sometimes, depending upon the power of a particular media outlet, they the, the big pharmaceutical companies will spend millions and millions of dollars on on either generic advertising, which just promotes, you know, how wonderful and how concerned they are about your health. And then they include the logo of the pharmaceutical company and the name of the pharmaceutical company. That is what I would call a generalized advertising campaign. Or they will spend money to promote and sell uh, their less controversial pills, medications, and pharmaceuticals. So depending upon what media you're watching. So, for example, if you're watching Fox News Network, you're going to see a ton, a ton of ads that promote pills, and medicines, uh, and the name of these pills and medicines, and the name of the big pharmaceutical companies in a generalized way. You will be saturated. You will be immersed in generalized advertising that promotes a particular pharmaceutical company. So what this does, it's, it's designed not to promote, let's say, a vaccine or a vaccine narrative. They don't do that. What it's designed to do is communicate to the big media companies that they are huge spenders of advertising dollars on the various networks, the various social media, the various internet platforms, the various radio shows. It, it communicates, hey, we are a very, very important part of your income, of, of the money that you generate on an annual basis just look at your profit and loss statements and sheets and you will see that one of your prime sources of revenue is always coming from the big pharmaceutical companies so the, the, what follows is you don't bite the hand that feeds you so without saying a word specifically the the people in charge of selling advertising the network the heads of the various TV networks and radio networks and uh, internet media platforms they all uh, are afraid to bite the hand that feeds them they're afraid to to do anything that might be perceived by the big pharmaceutical companies as being hostile towards them so they adopt what could be called a hands-off policy and the hands-off policy is simply a generalized policy that you don't attack you don't investigate you don't do Uh, news, tough news documentaries. You don't do exposés on the dangers of the vaccine. You leave that area completely alone. You treat it with kid gloves, so to speak. And so you can see that without anyone ever requesting a, a specific type of coverage on vaccines, it's just automatically done in favor of the big vaccination, big pharmaceutical companies. Is just automatically in place because, again, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Now, with that kind of unspoken policy in place, you have pervasive censorship of the news. You have put the brakes on any potential or possible investigation um, into vaccines, vaccinations, COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You won't see news stories that report the uh, strange amount of deaths attributed allegedly to the vaccine you won't see news stories of the the ath- the you won't see the right percentage of news stories uh concerning uh athletes football players baseball players soccer players basketball players who are dropping dead uh, on the fields and and when they're playing sports these men. These men who are in the prime in terms of their age, their physical condition, there's an inordinate amount of them that are simply dropping dead on the playing fields, and they're all people that allegedly have taken the vaccine. Now, the same thing applies to there's an inordinate amount of people or a very high percentage, a a noticeable percentage, allegedly, of professional airline pilots, the guys that drive the jets that you travel on, there's an inordinate percentage of them that are dropping dead while they're flying in the skies, while they're flying the jets. And these men who are flying the jets are also men who got the vaccine, got the vaccination, got the jab or, or whatever, and then they died mysteriously. And they, too, are men that are generally, uh, in the prime years of their life, are generally in excellent health. So why the strange aberration, in in all these cases, of men uh, dying untimely deaths? Now, this isn't covered by the media, because they have adopted, without actually saying it out loud, they have adopted what could be called uh, a hands-off policy regarding big pharma regarding the vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. So this is is depriving the American people of life or death information. This is a a form of censorship in which the American people are deliberately uh, being withheld vital information, vital statistics about the dangers of the vaccination. And it is a censorship that is very pervasive. And very much in place, but it's it's an ambiguous, it's a stealth-like censorship, which is slippery, and it's very hard for people to pin down the facts because there there, there doesn't exist an official policy against censoring the news when it comes to uh, COVID vaccinations or COVID deaths. It's kind of an unspoken, under the table deal where nobody actually has to come forth and say anything; they just operate on let's not mess with the people who spend the big advertising dollars uh, on our network. And you can see how dangerous that is to the American public. Okay, so um, there have been numerous publications, think tanks, research groups, medical research groups, high-level doctors who have broken rank with the official narrative. And they're seeking to tell the public the truth at great risk to their lives and livelihood. And, uh, for example, um, there have been a number of public inquiries into the safety of the vaccine. The most recent are the hearings in the Australian Senate, which occurred August 2023, according to this global research article. The evidence from the Australian Senate in August 2023 the evidence confirms that the Pfizer vaccine is a dangerous substance resulting in deaths and adverse events this is confirmed by the Pfizer confidential report which was released under the Freedom of Information Act in October of 2021 it comes directly from Pfizer itself so you know, you you have a lot of friends and a lot of people who who don't want to think, who don't want to know about the facts, who walk around with their brains shut down, and they won't even consider the the, the facts that are being published by the the head of the octopus, which in this case is the Pfizer Corporation with their Pfizer confidential report, and this study. Uh, There was another study that talked about uh, cancer-related deaths and excess mortality in England and in Wales. And in this bombshell study, um, they determined that the study on the vaccine determined that excess mortality conducted by the team of Edward Dowd Confirms the nature of the mRNA vaccine. So this is a prestigious investigator who is trying to uh, communicate to the public the the true nature of how the mRNA vaccine works. And Dowd's method was to analyze the number of deaths attributed to cancer in England and Wales between 2010 and 2022 based on official data from the United Kingdom Office for National Statistics. He compared excess death rates, the difference between observed deaths, and the baseline for expected deaths before and after the COVID-19 pandemic. He established a baseline of normal cancer death rates from 2010 to 2020. That was remarkably consistent with few deviations, he said until the cancer death rates rose significantly in late 2021 in the United Kingdom following the vaccine rollout. So what this researcher, Dowd, discovered was that following the vaccine rollout, the death rates rose significantly in, in late 2021. And he publishes a, a table that you can look at, a graph or a table which measures the excess deaths related to what's called malignant neoplasm, excuse me, malignant neoplasm, which is a cancerous tumor in England and Wales, recorded in three consecutive years, 2020, 2021, and 2022, versus a 10-year trend from 2010 to 2019. The data of excess mortality in 2020 the year before the vaccine was rolled out. Um, the data shows before the vaccine was released, before people started getting the vaccine, there there were there were negative death rates. Um and there wasn't this excess of deaths that that revealed a relationship between the vaccine rollout and the neoplasm, or the the cancerous tumor. Now, let's remember, the vaccine was launched in December of 2020. The COVID-19 vaccine was rolled out in several phases in England and Wales, starting in December 8, 2020, and extending into March 2021. The upward movement in excess mortality, One. The the upward movement in excess mortality commences in 2021. The increase in excess mortality related to malignant neoplasm is tabulated for the first two years of the vaccine. So you see a correlation. You see a statistical correlation. Yet there is a total cover up of this, this statistical correlation by big health. Institutes by medical researchers, by uh, doctors, by uh, uh, globalist institutions—they're all covering up the excess mortality attributed to uh, the rollout of the vaccine. So, so the question that we should be asking is what what exactly is inside Pfizer's secret report? Since Pfizer was one of the big insurance, not insurance, excuse me, since Pfizer was one of the big pharmaceutical companies that rolled out the vaccine, well, what did they have to say about it in their Pfizer's secret report? And the confidential report is an explosive bombshell. The vaccine was launched in mid-December 2020 by the end of February 2021, quote, Pfizer had already received more than 1,200 reports of deaths allegedly caused by the vaccine and tens of thousands of reported adverse events, including 23 cases of spontaneous abortions out of 270 pregnancies and more than 2,000 reports of cardiac disorders. I mean, talk about a smoking gun. And think about it. Despite all of these facts, which are available to the public under the Freedom of Information Act, despite all of these facts, you still have powerful government agencies, powerful politicians, powerful globalist institutions pushing for what they call a vaccine passport. And in their discussions of a vaccine passport, They are arguing for and promoting the idea of restricting the travel of Americans, restricting the travel of people around the world, not allowing you to go to certain places, not allowing you to fly in a jet, not allowing you to go on certain vacations, not allowing you to go from one state to another. A whole series of highly restrictive laws are being considered. That will not allow you the freedom of travel, the freedom of going on a jet, the freedom of going from one state to another or the freedom of going from one nation to another unless you have some kind of vaccine passport which it's very high it's very likely that this vaccine passport will be a digital or electronic vaccine passport in other words words you will receive some kind of chip, some kind of biochip, some kind of nanochip inside your body, which will electronically and on a wireless basis signal to the authorities whether or not you have received the vaccine. And if and only if you have received the vaccine, the vaccine will function as a vaccine passport that will legally allow you to travel from one state to another, from one nation to another, from lo- one location to another. So your travel, your your ability to go to and fro, your ability to leave the nation, your ability to go to another state, your ability to move from one state to another will all be restricted and the restrictions will require you to have gotten the vaccine and to have a vaccine passport. So unless you get the vaccine under threat of law, unless you get the vaccine, which Pfizer itself published a document saying that it was dangerous, unless you get this dangerous vaccine, where the statistics show that there are high levels of deaths, unless you get that vaccine or vaccine passport, you can't go anywhere. And why do you think certain politicians, certain institutions, etc., etc are promoting the vaccine and the vaccine passport so aggressively? Well, the answer is really simple. It's a sneaky way of doing an end run around uh, our so-called liberties, the so-called laws that are designed to protect us. It's an end run which allows the big pharmaceutical companies and other globalist institutions to lock you down Inside a specific geographic area, unless you have gone out and gotten the vaccine or the vaccine passport. This does an end run around your constitutional rights and literally forces you to get the vaccine, even though you object to it, even though there are published documents from the manufacturer of the vaccine that the vaccine can be very dangerous or at least very serious allegations that the vaccine could be very dangerous. So do you see what's happening here? It's time to wake up, because before you know it, why do you think this is being promoted so aggressively? You already know the answer. Money. Money, 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 money. People are being paid off. Institutions are being paid off. They're being given money. They're being financed. Globalist institutions are being paid off. Governmental institutions are being paid off. Money. Politicians who promote laws that promote the vaccine passport, their campaigns are secretly being paid for by the big pharmaceutical companies and the globalist billionaires that are behind the vaccine. They're being secretly financed. The vaccine passport will function like a stealth attack on your freedoms, your liberties, your ability to travel, you it will all be restricted because politicians who are on the take who are on the receiving end of getting big campaign finance contributions as long as they promote the vaccine passport they will sign away your freedoms uh they will sign away your freedoms in return for getting big amounts of money under the table as long as they finance and push forward the vaccine passport because what do they want they want to end game let's talk about the end game here the end game is to since they know that the word has gotten out among the american people that the vaccine can be allegedly or potentially dangerous and the the rumors and the stories concerning the vaccine's potential ability to kill people these these warnings are well circulated since they know that they have contrived a very devious and evil plot which will force you which will force you to get their vaccine and they will force you to get the vaccine by simply forcing you to have a vaccine passport because in order to get the vaccine passport which will either restrict or permit your travel in order to get the vaccine passport You will have to get the vaccine. I mean, it's that simple. It's a slam dunk. This is dirty. This is devious. This is evil. And it will be responsible for deaths, spontaneous abortions, mysterious heart attacks, mysterious cancers. And all the while, certain politicians and institutions are making big money under the table by selling your health, by selling. You and your ability to live down the river. Now, if this doesn't wake you up, I don't know what else else would wake you up. And if somebody isn't warning you about this, let me just throw this out to you. If people are not warning you, uh, you about this danger, if people are not alerting you about this danger, and in fact, if some of those same people are actually promoting the vaccine, such as big-time Christian ministers are actually promoting the vaccine. Not only are they not warning you about its potential dangers, they're promoting the vaccine. And yet you continue to vote for them by, by sending your donations and your contributions to these so-called ministers of the gospel. You continue to go along with the program, and it may this program that you're going along with may ensure a premature, a premature death for you or your loved ones. I don't know about you. I mean, if this doesn't if this doesn't wake you up and alert you, I don't know what I don't know what else will. So, the, according to this global research article, the data from mid December 2020 to the end of February 2021 confirms quote manslaughter manslaughter. The accusation of this researcher is that the vaccine data confirms that these actions of forcing people to get the vaccine makes one, according to his opinion, guilty of manslaughter. And he writes, quote, based on the evidence, Pfizer had the responsibility to immediately cancel and withdraw the vaccine. Pfizer's worldwide marketing of the COVID nineteen vaccine beyond February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, is is. Let me skip ahead. Uh, Oh no, the the researcher writes. Pfizer's worldwide marketing of the COVID nineteen vaccine beyond February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, is no longer quote an act of manslaughter. And then he writes in, in bold letters Mur- it is murder as opposed to manslaughter implies criminal intent. So this researcher is alleging that they are committing murder as opposed to manslaughter because he believes that according to the Pfizer report, um, they're guilty of murder because. There because they had, quote, criminal intent, end of quote. So did they have criminal intent, in quotes? Let me read to you what he says. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine constitutes a criminal act from a legal standpoint. It is, quote, an act of murder applied worldwide to a target population of 8 million people. So far, more than 60% of the world's population have been COVID-19 vaccinated. Now, you can determine for yourself. I, I mean, you would need you'd need to either be a lawyer or you would need uh, uh, legal advice from somebody who knew what they are talking about. I am not a lawyer, and I don't claim to be a lawyer. But this article gives you selected excerpts of the report, and you can read for yourself. Uh, And decide for yourself whether or not the amount of deaths, uh, the amount of confirmed deaths in different nations of the world among people who uh, died, whether it uh, constitutes criminal intent. This is very serious. And it's serious and... the, the most serious part is it is continuing to go on right now. It's continuing to be promoted right now. There are politicians and institutions and government agencies and all kinds of powerful groups, globalist institutions, all kinds of powerful groups are aligning themselves and are in the process of attempting to pass laws and legislation which will force you to get the the COVID-19 vaccine so that they will make you getting the COVID uh, vaccine mandatory because that will function as their vaccine passport. So in order for you to have travel, you're going to have to get the vaccine, and the vaccine is a necessary part of their envisioned vaccine passport. I don't know about you, but, you know, think about what the globalist, the head of, of the World Economic Forum says, Klaus Schwab. He says of the Great Reset, you will own absolutely nothing, but you will never be happier in your entire life. Well, I suppose if you're dead, you won't own anything. You will own absolutely nothing. And as to whether you're happy or not, well, dead people... At least those people who uh, deny the existence of eternal life and an eternal God, dead people, uh, don't really have, at least while they're in that interim state, perhaps they don't have a consciousness. And if they do have a consciousness, will they really be happy dying prematurely apart from salvation? I don't know. I'll leave that up to you to think about You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report Visit PaulMaguire.us, That's PaulMaguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. Again, you are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report, where truth is all important, because it is only when you know the truth that you can be set free. Jesus Christ said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So what perpetuates this mass global engine of death? What, what is mobilizing it? What is energizing it? What is financing it? Well, according to an article again in Global Research by Cassidy Morrison entitled A Slap in the Face, Pfizer's chief boasts to investors that COVID will continue to be a multi-billion dollar franchise for many years to come as firm prepares to stick a 10,000% markup on its vaccine. So here's a pro- so so let's let's simplify this. COVID the vaccination, the manufacturing of COVID, the distribution of COVID, the selling of so-called COVID nineteen vaccines and other vaccines, is all about making massive amounts of money. the The Pfizer chief came out publicly and boasted that. Um, investors, stockholders in Pfizer that COVID will continue to be a multi-billion dollar franchise for many years to come. And they expect to make a 10,000% markup on its vaccine. So so think of a product like selling manufacturing donuts and selling donuts I don't know what the markup of the donut is. I don't know what the markup uh, is of the average automobile. But, but I do know this. I don't know of any product, perhaps with the exception of uh, COVID, where you can manufacture a COVID vaccination and COVID and, and make a 10,000% profit or, or markup on the vaccine. Now, now think about this logically and rationally. What I just read to you came from a, a medical researcher, but ultimately what I read to you came from the, the secret Pfizer report published by Pfizer itself. Published by Pfizer itself. So this came out in November 8th of 2022, where Cassidy Morrison wrote this article. In November eighth, two thousand twenty-two, and the head of Pfizer, the chief of Pfizer, publicly boasts to investors, brags to investors that COVID will continue to be a multi-billion-dollar franchise for many years to come. And are you telling me that that the chief and the head people at Pfizer and the other uh, and the big government agencies and the World Health Organization, and all the rest of these people, are you telling me that they do not know or they're not fully aware of what the uh, internal Pfizer report document says? Because the internal document that Pfizer published, what it says is it admits to uh, and anticipates a massive percentage of deaths and excessive mortality among people who get the vaccine. So what that means is that allegedly they they knew the end game which is more deaths from the covid vaccine. I mean think about people and think about you're talking about having the heart of a Nazi. This is the mentality of the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler's generals, the giant corporations in the United States that backed Adolf Hitler and the giant corporate corporations in Europe and in Germany that backed Adolf Hitler. This is the, the mindset of Adolf Hitler. You are observing. You want to know how the Nazis did what they did with the concentration camps and the mass deaths and the 35 million people burned in oven, to death in ovens and, and gas to death in gas chambers. You want to know how that mentality takes over a nation? Look at America right now. See, so what you have, and we've been calling for repentance through Paul McGuire Ministries in Paradise Mountain Church International. We've been calling for repentance as we pray to God. I've been calling for repentance for a long time. And when I listen to a lot of what passes for public gatherings among Christians of repentance, I hear a conspicuous absence of out loud repentance for the things that I believe are on the top of God's priority list. I hear a lack of public verbal repentance over the things that really matter. And I really ask myself the question, because I've said this continually, I've said that the way we can see a biblical third great awakening or a biblical revival, is that there first must be legitimate repentance. Now, legitimate repentance involves repenting to God over the issues that concern God. So I hear these these mass prayer meetings and these uh, prayer meetings for a biblical third great awakening and a a, uh, biblical repentance before God asking Him for revival. But I have to honestly ask myself, in light of the fact that you almost never hear Christians publicly, or Christians' leaders publicly, or at these mass rallies or gatherings for a revival, you almost never hear out loud verbal repentance over the issues that really matter to God, such as, Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us for permitting or allowing these major corporations, these globalist institutions, these politicians, these churches, these Christian organizations. Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us for allowing all of these institutions and people to to carry on with their business freely and unobstructed, because we failed to stand in the gap. We failed to say no to their death campaign. We failed to, to stand up and Alert people to the things that are really true and the things that really matter, such as the the death march inside the Pfizer secret report. And Lord Jesus Christ, I wonder how many people, how many born again evangelical uh, Christians, I wonder how many of them have their investment retirement portfolios that they're invested in with the big investment companies. And if they were to actually look at what the big investment companies are investing in, they would find that their retirements, their own personal retirements, are funding the Pfizer deaths, the vaccine deaths, the manufacturing and distribution of both the the vaccinations and COVID. And yet we we don't ever say anything about it. We don't ever repent about it. We just pretend it isn't happening. You know, this mindset of pretending it's not happening and this mindset of denying the reality of the fact that it's happening is the exact same sin that the people in Nazi Germany committed. The good German people suddenly became deaf, dumb, and blind, along with the Christian churches, along with the Catholic Church. They all of a sudden, the majority of them, became deaf, dumb, and blind to the atrocities and the mass murder. Conducted by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, where they killed over 35 million Jews and others in the concentration camps, in the gas chambers, or baked their bodies to death in the ovens. And some of the same corporations, by the way, that were involved in that public massacre, some of those same multinational German corporations are secretly involved in what's happening in America and around the world with the manufacturing of a disease called COVID and the manufacturing of a vaccination, which is also a kill machine. So where is the specific targeted repentance of these egregious and horrific sins that we are all guilty of in one way or another of committing before Almighty God, who's a holy God? Can we expect the mercy of God? Can we expect God to hold back judgment and wrath for America? Can we? In light of this death march of COVID and the COVID vaccination, can we expect God's mercy? That's something to think about. That's something to keep you awake at night. And you ought to be awake at night thinking about it. Crying out to God for repentance. This is not a game. God is not amused when women have spontaneous abortions because they went out to get a COVID vaccination. And the reason they went out to get a COVID vaccination is because no church, no pastor had the the guts to stand up and, 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 and tell it like it is. Will you stand with me? How long will you stand with me when I tell it like it is? How long will you? Are you standing with me now as I tell it like it is? I'll just leave it there. Or am I in this alone? I wonder, I wonder, I really wonder, and I do stay awake at night thinking about stuff like this. You're listening to the Paul well, McGuire. I can't, I got to stop the show right now. I mean, we're going to continue the show. Don't think we're going to disappear right now. But for the next number of seconds, I, I literally cannot continue. I'm going to continue the show in a couple of seconds, but I have to, I have to liter- literally stop the recording. Because my mind and my heart and my spirit is so broken over what I just communicated to you that I grieve with a horrific grieving that that shatters, that literally shatters my inner man. The inner grieving of knowing that in America, the land and the nation that I was born in, I know and you know that most people in America don't have any clue about what's going on, and don't seem to have a valid desire to know what's going on. And I'm not here to point the finger and blame this person or that person. I can only do what I can do, and yes, you can only do what you can do. But may God, I will say this, may God have mercy on us. Because if God was to give us what we would deserve, you and I ought to be shaking right now. You say, that scares me. Good. You need to be scared. You need to be scared, not for the purpose of just fear-mongering. You need to be scared into your right mind, because there's something wrong with your mind. You've got to be out of your mind if you think that it's la-di-da-di-da, let's be Christians, and let's praise the Lord, as this kind of nonsense, this horrific stuff is going on in America. You better believe you need to be scared right out of your insane mind, and maybe the fear will drive you into sanity. I don't know. But it's pretty hard to, to wake up a corpse. You're listening to the Paul McGuire report. I'm not speaking to you specifically. You you wouldn't be listening to the Paul McGuire Report if you didn't care, if you didn't have passion for the truth, and if this stuff didn't deeply grieve you. It's the, the it's not you. It's the people that it's the people that run from the truth. They won't listen to a program like this because it's too real. So we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Yes, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. And what are we at war with? Well, we're at war with principalities and powers and the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And we are waging a spiritual war against a Nazi-like globalist elite that have a monopoly and total control via their propaganda, via their lies, via their cover-ups. At the top of the pyramid, organizationally, we have men and women who are possessed with great evil, evil that overwhelms the evil of Nazi Germany. We have unspeakable evil in the highest places of our land, and it parades itself unashamedly everywhere. The media, with their fake smiles, with their fake suits, and their fake dresses, and their fake faces, and their fake everything fake smiles fake jokes they are allergic to the truth if you even begin to bring up the truth in front of our media in front of most of our politicians republican and democrat they will flee they will flee they will they will run as fast as they can away from the truth and that includes the majority of so-called evangelical churches they will run violently away from the truth because the truth bothers them the truth tr- the truth drives them crazy Not in a good way. It's just that they cannot stand to hear the truth. You know, that's why they crucified Jesus Christ. The very presence of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, among the Pharisees, among the Romans, the very presence of the most holy God, Jesus Christ, literally drove the religious system, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Roman soldiers. The presence of Jesus Christ literally drove them crazy. They could not stand to hear him preach and teach. And as a consequence, they crucified him violently on a cross. You see, the world system hates pathologically Jesus because it's it's in total rebellion from Jesus Christ. Total rebellion from Jesus Christ. And therefore, the mere presence, the existence of Jesus Christ, the, the proclamation of the word of the words of Jesus Christ drives them absolutely crazy. That's a symptom of a world that has been engulfed by darkness. Now, I want to continue revealing facts because facts, real facts, are the truth. As I'm looking over my notes while doing this edition of the Paul McGuire Report, I ran into an article written by a... Uh, woman that I know and have known of for a number of years along with her husband. Um, And it's an excellent article. And I want to just read you part of it because it gives you the reason for uh, what is happening and why it's happening. And it's an article published January 4th, 2024, by John W. Whitehead and Nisha Whitehead, and I also know John Whitehead. Uh, John Whitehead. The name of their article, published in Global Research and also p- published at the Rutherford.org, or Rutherford.org, which is the website for the Rutherford Institute. Apocalypse Now, the Government's Use of Controlled Chaos to Maintain Power. And what the Whiteheads are asserting, and I and I happen to agree with them, they're, they're 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 asserting they're they're going back to an old Twilight Zone episode where the, the author creator of the Twilight Zone uh created a episode called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, Twilight Zone. And in in the opening of the TV show, uh there's a, a figure of a person, uh, just uh, stop a few of their so a, a number of the machines of this society, and radios and telephones and lawnmowers stop working. They all stop working at once, and and the people in the society are then thrown into darkness. And as the program continues on, you begin to notice a discernible pattern in. Behavior. So then you see the same pattern repeat itself. Um, The the heads of the society, with very few variations, they they pick the most dangerous enemy they can find, which is themselves, and then they just choose with their wills to do nothing and sit back and watch, and they allow them. To destroy themselves. And this is from the episode entitled The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street in Twilight Zone. And then the Whiteheads, whiteheads ask the question, will 2024 be the year uh, the deep state's exercise in controlled chaos finally gives way to an apocalyptic dismantling of our constitutional republic or what's left of it? All the signs seem to point to this direction. For years now, the government has been pushing us to the brink of a national nervous breakdown. The breakdown triggered by polarizing circus politics, media-fed mass hysteria, militarization and uh, militainment, the selling of war and violence as entertainment, a sense of hopelessness and powerlessness in the face of growing corruption, the government's alienation from its populace, and an economy that has much of the population struggling to get by Has manifested itself in the polarized, manipulated mayhem, madness, and tyranny that is life in the American police state today. So their 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 suggestion is, the apocalyptic cycles in our nation, America, are being deliberately manufactured because they the, the real function of the apocalyptic scenarios that appear on our television screens as if they were on a rotational basis, are all rooted in the fact that the deep state is using social engineering to produce an artificial societal insanity or madness. So what do they gain out of creating or generating, on a rotating basis, one apocalyptic crisis after another? What do they gain? And then the Whiteheads write, what is playing out before us is a chilling lesson in social engineering that keeps the populace fixated on circus politics and conveniently timed uh, spectacles, distracted from focusing too closely on the government's power grabs and incapable of standing united in defense of our freedoms. It's not conspiratorial. It's a power play. Rod Serling, the creator of The Twilight Zone, understood the dynamics behind this power play. In the Twilight Zone episode, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, Serling imagined a world in which the powers that be carry out a social experiment to see how long it would take before the members of a small American neighborhood, frightened by the sudden loss of electric power and caught up uh, in fears of the unknown, will transform into an irrational mob and turn on each other. It doesn't take that long at all. Then the Whiteheads write, Likewise, in Netflix's apocalyptic thriller, Leave the World Behind, produced by Barack and Michelle Obama's studio, unexplained crises lead to a technological blackout that leaves the population disconnected, disoriented, isolated, suspicious, and under attack from mysterious ailments or sicknesses and each other. As one of Leave the World's characters speculates, the culprit behind the escalating catastrophes which range from Wi-Fi outages and the mysterious health ailments, to cities under siege from rogue forces, may be the result of a military campaign intended to destabilize a nation by forcing people to turn against each other. Now, the Whiteheads asked this question. Is this really such a far-flung scenario when you consider some of the many ways the government already has the ability to manufacture crises in order to sow fear, fuel hysteria, destabilize the nation, and institute martial law. The government, the Whiteheads write, quote, the government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture health crises. I want to read that again. I've talked about this for over 20 years or more in my books. Available at a discount right now at paulmcguire.us. Books like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, books like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, and books like Power from On High. And I want to read this quote from the Whiteheads article. Again, the government has the tools and the know how to manufacture health crises. Long before COVID 19 locked down the nation, The U.S. government was creating lethal viruses and unleashing them on an unsuspecting public. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture civil unrest and political upheaval. Since the days of J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI has been using agent provocateurs to infiltrate activist groups in order to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, and otherwise neutralize them. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture economic instability. As the national debt continues to rise upwards of $34 trillion, with little attempt by federal agencies to curtail spending, it stands as the single most pressing threat to the economy. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture environmental disasters. Deployed in 1947, Project Cirrus, an early precursor to HARP, and I've written about written about HARP uh, for over 30 years. HARP is the electromagnetic frequency weapons that were first installed up there in Alaska, and HARP was a way where you would fire. EMF frequencies into the ionosphere, and you could artificially create weather storms, freak weather, hurricanes. You could alter the moods, the anxiety levels of the population, all by firing electromagnetic frequencies up into the ionosphere. So HARP has been the government's weather-altering agency. You know, the, the agency, which the normie friends that you have, that I call the normies and others are calling the normies, the normies don't believe the government has weather-altering technology. But guess what? The normies are wrong. They've had this weather modification technology since 1947 under Project Cirrus. Um, under Project Cirrus, the weather-altering agency attempted to disable a hurricane As it was moving out to sea, instead of weakening the storm, the government steered it straight into Georgia, resulting in millions of dollars in damaged properties. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture communications blackouts. Internet and cell phone kill switches enable the government to shut down communications at a moment's notice. It's a practice that has been used before in the U.S., in two thousand and five, cell service was disabled in four major New York tunnels, reportedly to avert potential bomb detonations via cell phone and they go on citing more and more uh, uh, detailed accounts of uh, government's uh, technologies that can cause very strange things to happen so uh, then the Whiteheads write, the government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture terrorist attacks. Indeed, the FBI has a pattern and a practice of entrapment that involves targeting vulnerable individuals, feeding them with propaganda, know-how, and weapons intended to turn them into terrorists, and then arresting them as part of an elaborately orchestrated counterterrorism sting. Now let me read this one to you. I've been talking about this for thirty years or more. The Whitehead's right. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture propaganda aimed at mind control and psychological warfare. Psyops. Psyops. So we could get into psyops. Um, and psyops. You can use social media. You can use all kinds of. Uh, in fact, the Washington Post, uh, obviously an establishment uh, newspaper, the Washington Post published a an article entitled, in their national securities uh, section, the Washington Post um, published an article on how AI generated pictures, Fictitious media sites on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram manipulate the minds of social media users. Uh, And they can program people through this technology. And the Washington Post did a sweeping article on uh, how, how government PSYOPs programs and the technology, the advanced technology, in which this psyops, uh, these PSYOPs programs uh, work, how they, uh, how they can be manufactured. So, it's really time to wake up, don't you think, and to understand what's going on? Of course it is. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. In order for us to continue do, doing what we do, we need you to stand with us through your contributions, through your prayers, and through your actions. Together, despite how potentially overwhelming uh, the problems appear to be, we need to remember a greater truth than the semi fictional reality that we live in. The greater truth is this with God, all things are possible, nothing is impossible with God. Never, ever underestimate the actual literal power of prayer to the biblical God. Never for one moment be tempted to underestimate how powerful God is and how how quickly God desires to move if and when his people decide to get real with him, repent of their sins, and seek the face of the living God, cry out to God. When we do that, and that's what we're encouraging you to do, when we do that, we will see the impact of God's power to redeem and to restore our nation nothing is impossible with God. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Be sure to visit Paulmaguire.us. That's Paulmaguire.us. Spread this program. Spread this program far and wide. Thank you for listening. This is Paul McGuire.